1: How many fans start showing
0: up? So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad. It'd be nice to see these two come together and uh, try to work something out here. Mackey and Judd. I mean, all we're getting is yelling from both, and it's the yelling and shouting doesn't accomplish anything. On 1500 ESPN. pecking order. Today's topic, the 10 to tamper with. Here are Mackie and Judd. (laughs) Alright, hold on. We gotta read a tweet here before we get to our pecking order. This will be good, though. Who the Vikings should already be tampering with. The free agency. But, uh, Mark chimes in on our last segment. We were poking fun Ryan Suter in these Quick Trip commercials. Mackie and Judd, you guys sound like complete idiots bashing Quick Trip Let's see here. Turns out all their food is fresh. I get bread and bananas there. A lot of good stuff. So, do you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? Mark, we're not uh, not really ripping Quick Trip. We're ripping the idea that a guy who makes $7 million a year is just stopping at Quick Trip at, a, at a, any gas station. Well, I will say Every this. night on his way home to pick up some Caesar salads. Like I right. think he's probably...
1: What what adult a little bit fraudulent. What adult do you know that, that's enthused to stop at Holiday or Quick Trip or SA and pick up a salad? Like, it's the fact that he's feigning this, I just love to get the fresh food here. Like, what adult stops at SA and says, you know what I really need here? I need some gas. I'm going to pick up a soda. And look, oh, fresh salads for the whole family. <laughs> right. This is great. Yeah. Anyways,
0: before we get yelled at, let's move on. <laughs> He comes in the door, Dad! <laughs>
2: Yay! So, do you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz
1: Killington? The best day of my life was the day I signed that 13-year contract. The second best, best was when I found out Quick Trip had those fresh salads. I <laughs> can't <laughs> salad. make my own anymore.
0: And third, birth of children. Fourth, yeah, marriage. Yeah, marriage, marriage is fourth or fifth. Yes. All right. Oh. The pecking order. Yes. Free agency is on the horizon. You can start tampering out in the open you could have actual discussions about contracts on monday it'd be monday and tuesday and then wednesday you can actually sign guys next week so until then who are the free agents the vikings should absolutely be tampering with right now
1: this is your turn to start my turn to go first Your turn to go first
0: well i have a list of five as well it's possible you and i have the same exact five on here okay and if we do we do number five Interior defensive lineman Don Terry Poe. He's my number five. He's on my list. We might have the same five. All right. Uh, He was with Atlanta last year, Kansas City the year before. He's 28 years old and the Vikings could use a little refresh there if if Tom Johnson isn't in the cards. Mm -hmm. You know, you could just use a little bit more beef in the middle there and you got some cap room even if you do sign a top quarterback. So Don Terry Poe, number five on the should be tampering with list. Number four this guy is also only 28 years old, and his value might be a little lower than it would have been because of what happened at the end of his season. Malcolm Butler is number four. Also, my number four. That's a good one. Yes, we are in. We have the same. We are list. in sync here. Uh, so you know, a cornerback isn't much of an issue for the Vikings, but if a guy like Malcolm Butler can be had for something reasonable and he's in his prime, you can always use more of them too. Absolutely. I think if you had Malcolm Butler and. Xavier Rhodes. Trey Waynes is more of a third option, and now Mackenzie Alexander is depth, and I don't know if Terrence Newman's going to come back or not. Pro- my guess is probably not, but Malcolm Butler should be on your radar. Number three, interior offensive line, baby. Andrew Norwell is number three on my We're list. We're three for three. No, he's number three yes, on your list, he's too. number
1: three on my list, too. But he's a guard. <laughs> this is fine. Great.
0: So, he's, so th- I, think, I think there's a good chance the Vikings make a run, but there's a bunch of reports that the New York football giants – have already struck a deal behind the scenes they've tampered what? more than other teams yeah there's there's some reports that the giants that norwell the giants is a done deal basically even though they're not that's supposed to be talking not legal that's not right but he's viewed by many publications as the top interior offensive lineman on the market he's carolina the last few years undrafted and now in a position to make life-changing money and that's the type of guy at age 26 on that second nfl contract that rick spielman loves He's not as much about the 29, 30-year-old guys, but if you're 26 years old, Linval Joseph yep. was the same way. He'll lock you up to a three- or four-year contract and spend a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Number two on the should-be-tampering-with list, Kirk Cousins. You should be laying that groundwork. Okay. This is where we differ. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you, you should already have a feel for what the money is, where he ranks the other teams. Like, you If you're tampering in the right way this week and at the combine last week, you should know what's going on with Kirk Cousins, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It shouldn't be a surprise next week when his agent officially like puts a number on. If it's surprising, you you should be
1: fired immediately.
0: Yeah, like you should. I mean, in fact, I don't know why you can't just constantly be tampering once the Super Bowl's over. Just it let makes, these guys have conversations. and It makes no sense. It, well, the NBA concerned. gives you a 10-day tampering window. The
1: NFL should—it's just—it's it's garbage. The whole thing of you can't tamper is garbage. So, like,
0: why couldn't it's they extend this. it by a week and a half or something just to make it a little bit more obvious? So, anyways, Kirk Cousins, number two. And the number one free agent the Vikings should absolutely be tampering with
1: Drew Brees. Oh, you yes. just— Yes, I have the same thing. I only have one But you different put him number you. two. No, I put him one. Oh. Our two, our, our oh, so Kirk Cousins is not on your Kirk list. Kirk Cousins is not on my list oh. because the assumption is Cousins. So Drew, ju- Yes, I'm with you completely.
0: Because as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew Brees has not signed back with the Saints yet, right? He has not. You're correct. Why hasn't he signed back with the Saints oh, yet? Oh, it's a done deal. You don't understand. No, it's a. I have no idea why. If Drew Brees wasn't... Even mildly interested in seeing what his free agent value could be on the open market. Yep. Wouldn't he have signed by now? He said two months. Oh, of course I'm going to go back to New Orleans. I love it in New yep. Orleans. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are y'all,
1: y'all are just making you these just rumors come back. up. You come back anytime you like to US Bank Stadium, sweetheart.
0: I don't understand if he loves New Orleans so much. He's had two months to, well, the Super Bowl was over, so a month. He's had a month to sign. Yep. And he hasn't yet. He hasn't gotten around to it. He's been busy vacationing, golfing. What is it? Or is it that free agency opens up in a few days and maybe him and his agent just kind of want to see, kind of want to see what are the the Vikings thinking?
1: You should be tampering with Drew Brees. Drew Brees also tops my list. And as far as I'm concerned, if I was Ziggy Wilf before the playoff game here, I would have walked over to Drew Brees at midfield as he warmed up with a million dollar check, tucked it in his back pocket and said, this is just a start. There's more to come. Is that a deposit, or is it? You just, or he just gets the, the million dollars. Just gets the million dollars. I just start off by giving him a million dollars. I feel like
0: that's Before what happened that yesterday when I got the Gopher uh, basketball early application for Final Four tickets for next year, where you have to put a twenty-five dollar non-refundable oh, deposit. Did you down. really get that? Okay. Wait. So I have to pay twenty-five dollars just to apply for a two-hundred-dollar ticket. Yes. What? <laughs> and they take the two hundred dollars out of your account until you either get the tickets or don't in September, and then they refund you the $200 if you don't get
1: But you lose Anyways. the $25 regardless. But I would do that for right. Drew Brees. Yes, all oh, million dollars. 20. million dollars down. Yeah. Uh, I had the exa- exact same... um I'm trying to think of who your other five, guy would be. Five, four, three, and one as you Oh, is so... your guy uh, Richardson? Nope. Nope. I had uh, Poe at five, Butler at four, Norwell at three. My number two, the only one that's different from yours, would have been or would be, actually, tight end Trey Burton of Philadelphia. Okay. Trey Burton's the guy that threw the touchdown pass here. Trey uh, Trey Burton has 60 receptions in the past two seasons. Kyle Rudolph is a guy that, number one, you are very soon here going to want to restructure. I like Kyle, and I know he's popular. But he's being paid too much right now. Trey Burton, I think, has way more potential upside. And... If you can keep Kyle, that's great. But if you can't, and the choice is between Kyle and Trey Burton, I take Trey Burton. So the only difference is I have Trey Burton as a guy that I would have approached his agent at the combine and said, you know, I I know you're going to explore free agency. I know in in Philadelphia he's definitely behind uh, Zach Ertz. We're going to give him an opportunity to be our top pass-catching tight end. And by the way, the guy who's going to be throwing him the football is Drew Brees. It's going to be Drew Brees or Kirk Cousins. (laughs) We hope it's Drew Brees. So come to Minnesota. Come to U.S. Bank Stadium. And we are actively tampering with you.
0: Uh, Hugh says on Twitter, Drew Brees hasn't signed yet because he's waiting for Jimmy Graham to come back then he'll take up the rest of the cap room. He's not going anywhere. No, no. I mean, Jimmy Graham it ain't 2013 anymore, Drew. And he, and you know he, you want Jimmy Graham or do you want Adam Thielen and Hugh and Stefan Diggs? We
1: are actively tampering and we are giving Drew Brees cash already. And you know what? The Vikings have room. How about the Vikings bring in both Drew Brees you know and what? Jimmy Graham? You know what? They got room? Here's the Brees special. The Brees special is this. Y'all stay down south. You come up here on Wednesday. You practice Wednesday through Friday. Go through the walkthrough on Saturday, playing games, and then y'all head back down south on Monday. Into- we don't even need to see you in season. You're we'll saying sc- we'll Skype with you on Tuesday for your idea on the game plan. We don't care, but you don't have to live here. You can fly home, private wolf plane. The Wilfs have a fleet of private planes. This is going to work out perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's until he puts
0: a pen on a piece of paper, you got to blow him up, right? You got to blow him up. Text him. Just make sure he signs. Yeah. watch him wait until like the 16th to sign too, and now like you lose out on cousins and all these other Drew Brees options
1: one year contract
0: uh if you have i know we had a bunch of calls earlier on this Kirk Cousins thing we sense a little bit of maybe some cold feet from Vikings fans now that 30 million dollars a year staring you in the face on Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. it's a lot of money it's a salary cap league are you do you have cold feet when it comes to the Vikings As leaders in the clubhouse before free agency opens up, Kirk Cousins, 651-646-8255 and 877-615-1500 in the TCL Broadcast Studios. You know, Chris Lindahl, speaking of money, speaking of cash, Ola, he's helping you guys just like he helped me a year ago make tens of thousands of dollars more off the sale of your home so we're getting into that spring season now. Here's the the myth, by the way. I mean, you didn't have to wait until spring season, but it's you know it's March, and the weather's going to start warming up here pretty soon. There's really no bad time to put your market to put your house on the market, especially if you're working with a marketing savvy team like Chris Lindall, which is the number one Remax results team in America. Uh, you're going to get all the bells and whistles from social media. Basically, Chris Lindall and his team will create a competitive environment uh, for your home. Last year for me, we put the uh, listing price up several uh, thousand dollars higher than I thought that it should be in my mind. They were right. I was wrong. And it got a full price to offer three hours after going on the market. They will create a competitive environment for your home, just like I tell you. 763-401 sold and chrislindall.com. That's Chris with a K.
3: You. The Mackie and Judge Show rolls on.
0: Ready, master control. Ready, switch on.
3: This is 1500
0: ESPN. You like that? You like that? We kind of felt
3: like the commitment wasn't there from Kurt. You know, we, we obviously wanted Kurt. We franchised him because we wanted him there. Um, it was up to ownership in the front office to kind of work those numbers out. They couldn't get the numbers worked out. So he signed franchise tags those two, two football seasons. Um, but everybody in that locker room was behind Kurt. We wanted him there, but we wanted to feel like he wanted to be there as well. Having played 14 years, I understand let's go get the money. But at some point it has to be, you know, mutual interest from both parties to want to get better collectively as a team. And um, paying Kirk probably the 30 million he's going to get, we couldn't do and get better as a football team. <laughs>
0: Reckless speculation with no regard for human life. I think, and by the way, phone lines are open 651 646 8255 877 if you want to recklessly speculate with us here in the TCL broadcast studios. Uh, that was D'Angelo Hall saying that Kirk Cousins, we didn't feel like he was fully all in or engaged or committed to Washington. And there's some franchises, I just don't put any stock into that notion. If the Clippers decide that, you know, before Doc Rivers showed up, if the Clippers whiff on something or make a wrong decision or let somebody go, I don't think twice about it. If the Spurs let somebody go, that guy's probably out of gas. If the Patriots let somebody go, Randy Moss, Chad Ochocinco, that guy's probably
1: out of gas. Well, probably. and Not Washington. Can you blame Cousins who who got offers from Washington but essentially at the end for back-to-back years they said okay you know what we're not going to do that we'll franchise you to me it's it's we're, we're talking about a lack of commitment on both sides which is not rare in sports i think hall is being loyal here and i think he's being a good employee but do i does of all the things that would make me have second thoughts about paying cousins to be my quarterback um, a guy from the Redskins saying, Well, he he wasn't all in. Well, there's a lot of guys who had played who have played for that franchise who aren't all in. It's not that rare. So No, it's not. Like the owner is the owner's well, not. All Snyder's in. They've had eight
0: weird dude. Eight different head coaches. There might have been an interim in there somewhere since two thousand. So basically on average. Every other year, they're cycling through a new coach. Now, they've had Jay Gruden for four, and then before that, it was Shanahan for excuse me for four. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And the other thing, I brought this up earlier in the show a few hours ago, that I don't think can be overstated. There's just something about getting smoked that deep in the playoffs. And historically, the Vikings are this way, and the NFC championship game loser that gets beat that badly, it's been this way five straight times for like 15 or 20 years. You just don't bounce back. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just that, that the team subconsciously knows that they got so far with that collection and they needed something else and, and they didn't do anything in the offseason to upgrade the roster. There's a certain letdown factor if you try to bring back the same collection, the same DNA. So Kirk Cousins would throw a wrench into that. It wouldn't be the same offense anymore. Beyond it would be that, a different though, quarterback.
1: Th- this is Spielman's this – this might be his last chance to get this position right. Of all the things, we, we can sit here – and criticize Rick for for certain drafts, for certain trades. But of all the things that Rick has not done, if, if Rick got fired today, the biggest thing that you would always come back to was he never got the quarterback right. That would be the biggest thing. He's done a lot of good things. The The, the Harrison Smith draft pick trade with Baltimore was pure genius because he, he went back into that first round and got Smith. Uh, the, the Percy Harvin trade, taking – Taking Percy worked, and then when he became a pain in the ass, you turned around and made a trade with Seattle that turned out to be really good. There's a lot of good things personnel-wise that Rick has done, but the one thing he has never done is solve, at least for any amount of time, the quarterback issue. This is his chance to do it.
0: Six five one six four six eight two five five. Sandy, you're on the show. Hey there. How you doing? What's going on? Hello.
2: Well, I wanted to call in because my – I guess for me, I'm not all in on the whole Kirk Cousins thing. I don't think that he's worth that type of money, and I don't see how his skill set is any better than what we already have with Chase. And I would think that we could spend some of that money with building up our offensive line because we still need work on that offensive line and could still use some help on defense. So that's my two cents.
0: So thank you for the call. I think it's about track record and percentages here so we all agree if there's if there's three let's say there's three viable options right now like let's let's take josh mccown off the board and sam bradford let's just look at teddy case and kirk cousins Mm -hmm. and those are going to be three different pay structures i think teddy's going to make probably somewhere between six and 12 million dollars and case probably makes somewhere between 12 and 20 million dollars a year and Kirk is going to be like twenty-eight. It's it's going to be like twenty-eight million dollars a year. I think he's the highest-paid quarterback, but it's not going to get to thirty. So three different. So that matters for sure. But to Sandy's point, if you think Case Keenum is the same as Kirk Cousins, keep in mind context. It's only been one year of proof for Case Keenum, and that was the best season we've seen from him. Cousins gives you three years of proof, and last year was his worst season, and he still threw for big numbers—twenty-five touchdowns. Um, like he was above average in most categories. And if you group together his better performances the two years before that, you get three years of durability and a solidified above average, if not top 10 quarterback. You got to be careful on Keenum because he's only done it once, and the guy who was the main architect in Pat Shermer is no longer the offensive coordinator. So, like, I just – no, Case Keenum in a vacuum was really good, but – You're gambling not just on what happened last year. You're gambling on the likelihood that it can repeat itself for the next three to five years, and that's where Kirk Cousins is just much more of a sure thing.
1: And uh, Sandy voiced the concern that that we've been hearing more and more as this approaches that, you know, why wouldn't you just bring Case back or bring Teddy back and then go and bolster the offensive line, the secondary? But the important thing to remember is – the Minnesota Vikings as a whole, aside from maybe Shermer, maybe, Phil, the Minnesota Vikings as a whole never showed you during the course of this entire season that they trusted Case. No, Nobody did. I mean, there's nobody – there's nothing on record other than talking about the fact that he had a really nice year and it was a great story. Go find Spielman or Zimmer saying, oh, this is for real. No, no, no. The, nobody said that. And so, so this is not – To me, this is not a pivot that's been made since the uh, NFC title game. This is a pivot that never happened because they never pivoted to we think he's great. I think the Vikings looked at the course of of winning 13 games, uh, 14 if you include the Saints game, and the course of this season, and they said, whew, we caught a break there. I don't think at any time did anybody who runs that franchise say, we found something here. And... If Spielman's wrong here, this very well could cost him his job. If, if we get two or three years in and Kirk Cousins has flopped, guess what? I don't think it's Zim who's going to pay with his job. I think it's going to be Spielman. But the Vikings as a whole never led me down the path in 2017 of ever going to we have found our guy.
0: But what's the, you know, this is where, again, this is why Kirk Cousins makes more sense. There's far less risk on the low end of Kirk Cousins. The resume is much more complete, yes. But like but like what's okay, the ceiling might maybe you could make a case that the ceiling is higher for Bridgewater because of blah blah blah. And I and I actually like I'm I'm higher on Bridgewater than the average fan who would chime in on this. But the floor is so much lower for Teddy if he can't play 16 games. The floor for Case Keenum,
1: you saw it in in Houston and in St. Louis. The Teddy factor, though, is you can't afford you cannot afford with this team to bring him back, and realize it's going to take half a season.
0: It needs to go you right away. You can't have that, yeah, yeah. This, with that schedule.
1: This is this is not this is not the baseball window of we're getting good and guess what? Because of our prospects, we're going to be good for five years.
0: What's the worst thing that can happen if you bring in Kirk Cousins for twenty eight million dollars a year? And he's like the twelfth best quarterback in the league. The worst thing that can happen is in two or three years, you start to top out at nine and seven, eight and eight, nine and seven, because you know he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he makes too much money in a salary cap league. But that's not really a problem for 2018. That's in fact that's not a problem at all because you don't have any. There's no risk of not being able to bring back the guys on your roster for this upcoming season. So it's a little bit like when when baseball teams like the tigers go out and say all right we know at some point we might regret this prince fielder deal or miguel cabrera um but right now the, we're ready to win yeah. and we're and we're okay with it the
1: Vi- the vikings are about to do and and a lot of fans are very concerned about the fact that the vikings are about to do something that the twins get crucified for not doing it's
0: true although there is a salary cap in football that if you make a wrong decision, no, but just, There's a glass ceiling but in baseball, I, but, but I'm right, just saying right. they're
1: they're about to pull the trigger on you, Darvish. Okay,
0: right, sure. It's that simple to me. Six five one six four six eight two five five Cortez. What's going on? What's up, dude? How are you?
3: Oh uh, man, I'm. I just want to say, man, I'm all in with the Kirk Cousins thing. Even though I'm a Teddy backer, I'm all in with the Kirk Cousins thing. What makes
0: you all in, Cortez?
3: I mean, you know I'm a, I'm am um, i I'm a football guy. You know, I looked at the stats myself, and um. Like, like you were saying earlier, if you would take Matthew Stafford on this team, you would definitely take Kirk Cousins on this team. His his first three years as a starter are are, are amazing, you know what I'm saying, just stats-wise. They're amazing. If you would take Matthew Stafford, um, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, his numbers are the same as those guys. If you would take those guys on this team, give me Kirk Cousins. He's durable. His He's consistent. Case Keenum's ceiling is Kirk Cousins' floor. That's what all. That's all I got to
0: say. Yeah, and that's a, and Cortez makes a good point there, and that like the Matthew Stafford is a, is a pretty good comparison. Now Stafford's been doing it for like eight years, and Cousins for three. But Stafford plays sixteen games, and completes about sixty five percent of his passes, and throws for about four four thousand to forty five hundred yards, and has QBR numbers that are above average. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's very solid. Mm-hmm. And he's going to throw some dumb interceptions. Kirk Cousins is going to throw some dumb interceptions. Case Keenum threw some dumb interceptions. Like, once you get past the top five quarterbacks in the league, you can keep playing the he's not Aaron Rodgers game, but at some point you need well, a damn
1: quarterback. And and for everyone that wants to bring uh, Case Keenum back, Case Keenum won't be cheap. Case Keenum's not going to take 15 mil. Case Keenum's is not going to take a cut rate deal. There is going to be a team that doesn't get Cousins, a Denver or a Cardinals, who are going to, to a certain degree, also panic, and they're going to pay him, and he's going to get a, and he's not going to get as much as Cousins, but he is going to get a contract where you very well could say in three years, what did we do? Yeah. So there's no, there's no solution to this that is fantastic.
0: Ruckless speculation. Howard, go
2: ahead. Let's make it very simple. Case Keaton, the last four games of the year did not play well. The. Uh, seven from heaven that if you two <laughs> at the end of the New Orleans game does not reflect on how he played. He didn't look good. Okay, mm-hmm. If you're asking me where I keep Keenum out of this choice, it's third. With with Sammy, number two, and Keenum, number one. I don't even think Teddy could be in the conversation. You haven't been on the field in two years. You haven't shown you can play. Why would you risk your franchise in something like that? You have a three-year window. you got to kick the door in and take the chance now. And if they don't sign Keenum... Then you can might as well build a team now because you ain't gonna win it with AJ McCarron, and you ain't gonna win it with a rookie quarterback drafting thirty.
0: Yeah, and that's I think where I I, agree where, where I agree with that too is like I, Bridgewater's best fit is on a team that's not ready to win the Super Bowl right now. Uh, like, the Vikings are, the Vikings are at least on paper are too good going into the season, to risk it all. Right. If he's your only guy, now if all right, if you lose out on Kirk Cousins and it comes down to. What's the next best plan? Bridgewater with another guy like a Josh McCown who could start if needed to, um, like just to take a flyer. But you need to see Bridgewater ramp it up before you feel good about it. Right. So if you take him off the board for that reason, and now you're just down to Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins, I, 10 times out of 10, would rather pay more for the sure thing even if the, even if the sure thing isn't Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather pay more for the sure thing,
1: and you you could say, well, bring back Teddy and draft a guy, but but it's the same problem then. So if Teddy uh, starts in week one and it's clear he's not set to go, are you really going to bench him for a rookie with a team that went thirteen and three? And now you could say, well, he he, he they could draft a guy like Dak. But I, I would come back at you with this. When's the last time that the Vikings have have had enough success under Spielman drafting and or cultivating quarterbacks to think that that's going to be the right choice?
0: Let's take a let's take another one here, Dick. You're on the Mackey and Judd show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's going on, man? Hello.
2: What about? Uh, there's not too much talk about bringing in the uh, Philadelphia uh, quarterback,
0: Nick Foles. Yeah, they want a lot for him. Yeah, they want like at least a first and then probably a second round pick because he's inexpensive and a really good insurance policy.
2: Because they can't have two good quarterbacks over there, and you know. Uh... I don't
1: know. Well, Wentz he played
2: a pretty good game last year. Thanks, yeah.
1: Dick. Yeah, Wentz um because he tore his ACL and he tore another um ligament as well. There's no guarantee that he's going to be set to start the season. The Eagles are driving a very smart bargain, but I'm not giving up if if we're talking about now giving up a first round and like a, let's say a fourth round and another pick down the road, you're getting in um Nick Foles right now would cost you as much or more than Bradford did. Do you really want to pay that price for a guy who who you think could come here because of the offensive coordinator and be successful, but you're not really completely certain?
0: There's another reason why Nick Foles is, has to be further down this list, which I want to tell you when we come back. Uh, we have more mock draft action. Very exciting day today in the mock draft world. We have to get to Mackie and Judd, and the phone lines are 651-646-8255 and 877 615 1,500 from the TCL Broadcast Studio. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad.
2: It's heard by well over 100 people.
0: Mackey and Judd on 1,500
3: ESPN. You like that? Do like that? Reckless speculation. With no
0: regard for human life. All right, so we had a caller there at the end of that last segment who brought up Nick Foles. Yes. Do you have any of the latest asking prices that are being reported in terms of trade? So Nick Foles has one year left on his contract. Yes. At $7.6 million for the cap. Now, there's actually a few years left after that, but if he's on the roster like three weeks before the 2019 league year, then his contract voids after yeah. 2018. So basically, there's one year left on Nick Foles' deal at $7.6 million, which is very inexpensive for a guy who might— if you believe in him, be a franchise quarterback in his prime. We just won the Super Bowl MVP, but.
1: There were reports from the Combine that an AFC team offered up a second round pick to Philadelphia for Foles, and the Eagles came back and said, at a minimum, we want a first round pick, and we probably want more. Okay, so, so first so and a second, let's say. If you if you play this out, my guess is that their asking price is slightly more than the Bradford asking price was, which was a first and a, a conditional fourth from the Vikings before the 2016 season. So yeah, let's say a first and a third.
0: So here's how much Kirk Cousins, or I'm sorry, uh, Nick Foles, really costs now that that report is is out there. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, salary-wise, he'd be far less expensive at $7.6 million in 2018 than a Kirk Cousins or a Case Keenum. But giving up, let's say, a first and a second round pick is very expensive, and that prevents you from making your roster better in the future, and you only have, I believe, six draft picks or seven or something. They got a couple comp picks in the sixth round. Yeah. Uh, But but you're not loaded with big-time draft picks this year, so you'd be giving up maybe a future pick as well. So the the draft pick compensation would be huge, and because you traded so much to get Nick Foles, and if he performs well, that next contract starting in 2019 starts at 20 plus million dollars, mm-hmm. and probably gets more up into that 25, 27 million dollar range that every other franchise quarterback is signing. So when it's all said and done, if you trade for Nick Foles, you get all the risk of a Case Keenum or other quarterbacks that have never proved it for a full season. At least like at least Case Keenum has proved it for 16
1: games. Nick
0: Foles has never done
1: that. Well, His best say, season's 13 games. I like Nick Foles, but th- think about it in this in this way. Would you if you had your choice right now, would you rather overpay a little bit for Cousins and given Cousins' background, he's been good, or would you rather take on a quarterback who's going to be dirt cheap for one year, but if he plays well is going to cost you huge and has shown ebbs and flows.
0: And the draft picks that need to go over to Philadelphia yeah. And you're again. losing a first-round pick
1: again to, to the same team chance. that you paid that for Bradford, who's now going to walk with a degenerative knee problem.
0: If I could get Nick Foles for a third-round pick... I like pick, Nick Foles.
1: Yeah. So th- this is even bashing him.
0: If I could get Nick Foles for a third-round pick, that might be option number one right now. But you ain't going to get Nick Foles for a third-round pick. So, again, there's no perfect option because the perfect options are either never available or... Resign like drew Brees, who's a free agent and he's just going to go back to new orleans because they built a good team around him 651-646-8255 joe you're on the mackey and Judge show hey thanks
2: and you may have already talked about this but um as a fan and somebody who's looking to next year i i just keep coming back to the question what is really wrong with keenum why are they not just going with keenum is it just is it really purely business? Is it money? Is it just that? I mean, I know they dropped the franchise tag, and that that relieved them of the surety of prob- maybe paying too much. Right. Because,
1: Joe, they don't trust yeah. him. It's this simple. They don't trust him, they don't trust him, and, and they really don't trust him over an extended period of time. They look at Keenum's success in 2017 and say, that was a lot of fun, and that was great. And the, I could, I guarantee you, Zimmer and Spielman are saying we don't think he can replicate that success. Where Cousins has a body of work in their minds that can actually be carried over for more years to come. At least in Spielman's mind, I should say. Right? Can you see That's
2: though well. how a fan? I mean, as a I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a born and bred Minnesotan, mm-hmm. disappo- disappointed over and over again, and most of the time it's because the team has chosen to do what they're doing now. They've 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 not trusted somebody, um, and then they've gone to to hopes in a, in a veteran that's worn out or is on the market for some reason. And, and they just, they just don't put out. And I, as a fan, I just would so much rather say, wow, look what this young guy did for a season when he was thrust into it with no other reason to then now see what you can do.
0: Right. But, but Joe, if case, this is the thing. So if let's say Kirk cousins had done what he did individually the last three years in a Vikings uniform and became a free agent, Once you be saying for for a twenty nine year old Kirk Cousins, man, should probably lock that guy up long term. Like he's not Aaron Rodgers, but like it'd be a mistake to let a guy who has that sort of a resume the last three years. It'd be a mistake to let that guy walk. I think we'd be saying the same thing if we watch Kirk Cousins, especially for three years instead of Case Keenum's one year. They're both available. Yeah, Joe, thank you for the for the phone call. Let's get to it. Well, hold on one second. Yeah. Here's another example. If you're a Twins fan, you might remember this guy. It's a little apples to oranges because he started hot and then faded. But this guy was not highly touted out of the draft. He was a 12th round pick in baseball. Kirk, uh, I keep mixing up their names. Case Keenum is. You got the Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins. You've got a lot. It's like the alliteration, mm-hmm. but switched around with the K's and the C's. Um, and Case Keenum was not highly touted out of college, even though he broke the all-time career yardage record. He wasn't drafted. And uh, was kind of a backup in the case of this baseball player. He was a late bloomer, was in the minor leagues until he was like 27 years old. Burst on the scene with a 299 batting average, batted four hundred for the first two months of the season in 2004, Lou Ford. Mm-hmm. Lou Ford, scrappy. I mean, they even kind of have the same frame, right? Like scrappy, underdog, clawing. Classic white athlete attributes that I'm assigning to them right now. Uh-huh. After that first year in 2004 of Lou Ford, I think a lot of people on the outside, fans and media, looked at him and said, whoa, that's the that's a guy who's going to bat second or fifth in the Twins lineup for the next 10 years, right? Lou Ford. Well, give him a chance to prove it over multiple years. The batting average drops from .299 to 264 to .226, and he's out of the league at age 30. It's okay to make a guy prove it.
1: Before you crown but him. But we, but especially in this town, we love good stories. And Keenum was a it, great story. And it
0: doesn't have to be anything but a good, it was, it was a great that. story. It'll I get that, be but we story. want
1: to, our, our position here is, well, he looked so good and we all liked him, so well, why not sign him back? The reality for Zimmer, if Mike was GM of this team, you still would not be bringing Case Keenum back. I think you would be going with a Teddy... McCowan combination, I think you'd be going with a combination in Mike's perfect world that would include Teddy. There is nobody, I don't think, left within the Vikings organization, as much as fans might scoff at this. I don't think there's anybody left that would bring Case back on on what Case wants, which is either the franchise tag, which is enormous, and or a multi-year contract, which is not going to be cheap.
0: Here's another one, a tweet from Jason here. Eagles don't have a second and a third round pick this year. Uh, would that asking price for Foles be too high if you just said, all right, take the, se- the second and the third round pick? You can get really good players in the second and third round. So again, you'd be giving up a second and a third round pick. And after 2018, you'd be paying him 20 to $25 million a year, maybe more, because he's a free agent. Yeah. So you're going to give up all of that for a guy who's never done it over the course of a full season. Yes, Foles took over and had two amazing games to end the season. But there's two chess boards we're talking about here. There's the 16-game chess board, and then there's the playoff chess board. And Nick Foles, like, that's that's so much to give up. I, I'd rather take a flyer on Kirk Cousins and not give up draft picks than eventually have to pay Nick Foles and also give up draft picks. 651-646-8255. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man. Great.
3: Hey, this reminds me of... You know, I'm going to date myself here a bit, but after 69, you know, and going to the first Super Bowl we went to, then we lose cap, and then it's Gary Quazo, Norm Snead, Bob Lee, <laughs> you know, and we limp along for a few years, then we go get targeted. So I'm saying, you know, pay the money, go get cousins, you know, we got a nice squad, Let's
0: let's go win. Yeah, that's Thanks, uh, that's a that's actually also, a pretty accurate parallel where they just had they had a great defense and they kind of toiled at the quarterback yes. position. And
1: also, um, the the caller earlier in the show who brought up the fact that the salary cap goes up, the salary cap escalates, so it's not stuck. Now it doesn't. I don't think it's going to jump as much from uh, seventeen to eighteen as they thought initially, but it's not like hockey. It's not like it's going to. It's not. You're not going to sign Parisian and Suter, and oh my gosh, this thing doesn't go up. The other thing that's important is I don't think since Rob Brzezinski got here to manage the cap in 99 that this team has ever put itself in salary cap hell. There's ways around things. This is it, It's a it's a movable cap. Uh, in fact, Jeff Diamond, I think one of the main reasons why he was let go when he was, despite the Vikings' success at the time, was because he was rewarding guys with contracts consistently and eventually the salary cap for the Vikings got to be all out of whack. Brzezinski does a very good job here. So, if this was going to be a hockey situation where you were going to sign Cousins to let's say a three or four year deal, and now you were to tell me she ain't going up much, this cap's going to be this cap's going to hit a ceiling and basically stay there, I would say it's problematic. It's not going to happen in the sport.
0: It goes up at some point, but at some point, like the NFL ratings are down a little bit. Right, but we're only talking about
1: a three year deal. Agreed. So, so. If you play your theory out and let's say it's going to hit a ceiling at some point, sure. we're eight years from that. I agree, five with, years yeah, at least. I agree
0: with your general premise. I don't think to say it's never going to go down is like at some point it's there might be a bubble that the NFL has to watch out for. But I agree. Like in the next three years, you're not in danger of losing any players off your roster in 2018. And that's that's the only year that matters right now. 2019, maybe you have to make a decision. I don't know. Randy, you're on the show.
3: Hey, what's going on, fellas?
0: Yo, dude. I, I cannot
3: believe that this is really a head-scratcher for Vikings fans out there. I really, truly cannot believe that we're sitting here saying, well, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is worth it. As far as value-wise, he absolutely is worth what he's asking for. Why? Don't be mad at Kirk Cousins asking for, for that money. Blame these idiotic owners for setting the floor, uh, the baseline, for what a quarterback should be getting paid, even the worst quarterbacks out there. Brock Osweiler got paid what seventeen million dollars last year. Mike Glennon fifteen million dollars last year, and we're scratching our heads. What Jimmy Garoppolo is now the highest paid player in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Every year there's some quarterback not named Aaron Rodgers or not named Tom Brady that becomes the highest paid player in the league. Second, we have to. I think the problem that Vikings fans are looking at this, they're looking at this as a blank slate as far as. Kirk Cousins is not a game-changer. Well, we don't need a game-changer, okay? We've got two examples of two different quarterbacks that came in here. In the case of Sam Bradford, when he's had adequate protection on the offensive line because he can't escape outside the pocket, he's a statue of a quarterback. But when he's had adequate offensive line protection and when he's healthy, he's had his career best games. With this team. And in the case of Case Keenum, who the previous five years he was a career journeyman and a backup was mediocre at best, he coincidentally comes to this team and he has his career best season. And we're sitting here struggling to wrap our brains around the idea that a guy who was top 10 last year in completion percentage, I believe, yards per attempt and yards per game. And despite getting sacked 41 times last year, fifth most in the league last year, that he can't come in here and thrive, I don't understand what the problem is. And then not only that, but, Phil, you bring up the point that I've been saying all this whole time. Case Keenum, he had a great year. It was amazing. It was wonderful. It was something that – it was a great story. Fantastic. But you know what? One year out of six seasons, you are risking because this team has a window of opportunity right now to possibly win. You don't take that risk of possibly having a Derek Anderson come in for the second year, and if he falls apart, then what are you going to do? I just don't understand what the problem is. And in the case of Mike Zimmer, Judd, you talked about this last week. Mike Zimmer told well, you know, I don't want to lose this roster and this team, and you speculated, well, it's because I put this defense together. I would say to Mike Zimmer, I've been a big supporter of Mike Zimmer, you are no longer a defensive coordinator. You are the head freaking coach of this entire team you, for everyone out here that's, that's valuing a linebacker that we don't know what we're going to get game in and game out basically the equivalent of andrew wiggins on the football field we value that over the highest the most important position in all of sports my thing is if you have a great supporting cast oh great defense offensive line and every who's going to be the quarterback How is it that we're sitting here and we're just willing to settle on anybody just to be quarterback when we have this opportunity to possibly make a run at a championship? Go out there, and if anybody should know about year after year, thinking about, oh, man, crappy quarterback situations, it's us. Aren't you exhausted? I'm exhausted every year of saying, oh, man, who's going to be the quarterback? This dude brings stability with this supporting cast. He'll do a great job because we've seen other examples of quarterbacks that came in here and
0: did the same.
1: Randy, it's very simple. It's because we want to play with the big boys until it gets to be that time, and then we get very nervous about
0: it. It's prom night, Randy. We're all excited until that moment comes, and oh, my gosh, I'm a little more nervous than I thought.
3: Well, you know what? This is the time. It's time to step up and stop being scared because quarterbacks are going to cost this much money guess what if we're trying to sit here and delay it a year and well let's see what we got with case the case may be worth 20 million dollars right now some team may offer case 20 million dollars right uh, right now i'm sorry i'd much rather pay five to ten million dollars more for a quarterback with a much more uh larger body of work instead of case keenum who had just one year stop being nervous stop you know basically being nervous trying to jump in like it's double dutch jump rope just jump in and do whatever you can this is the window of opportunity right now. This is a no-brainer. I don't understand why we're scratching our heads around this. Mackie and Judd are back.
0: Now, you can tell when they're ready by poking them with your finger on 1500 ESPN. Right now on the 1500 ESPN stream player, a $25 Target gift card. Thanks to Luther, Brookdale Toyota, Shop or Mackie Shops. And head to 1500ESPN.com. Click on that stream player to find out how you can win. Thank you, Dave Harrigan. All right, Joe. This has been this has been a fun day. of re- I'm glad to be back in the reckless speculation saddle here. It's been a good, did you miss good four hours today.
1: I did. Did you miss the reckless speculation? There was a lot on Monday. Less on Tuesday.
0: Life is rough. I was supposed to fly back in on Monday. Yep. Was forced against my will because of weather here to be stuck in 75 and sunny oh, Phoenix yeah. for an extra we 24 hours. Yeah,
1: Murph and I really felt oh, for you yesterday. God.
0: Yeah, the authentic
1: Mexican yeah. place Poor I stumbled into. Trapped. I got trapped Old in Old Town Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. Sob. I got yeah. trapped in Philadelphia. You get trapped in Arizona. Where's the fair about that? Life is life is rough. Um,
0: I told you earlier in the show. I think Case Keenum is is Lou Ford. I think he's <laughs> yes, a fun he's a fun pop up story. A guy who was not highly touted early in his career. Case Keenum undrafted. Lou Ford was a twelfth round pick mm-hmm. in the major league draft, so not highly touted out of college or high school, and uh, and gets his break in his sort of late twenties. Lou Ford was 27 years old when he had the big pop up season. With the Twins, he batted 300 and hit 15 home runs and drove in some runs. And he was Case, character, yeah. yeah. Case Keenum had to grind it out. Now, Lou Ford grinded it out in the minor leagues and then popped up. Case Keenum grinded it out as kind of a backup and a spot starter, but both emerged for this one pop-up season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Tom tweets into the show, Case Keenum is not Lou Ford. A starting quarterback for 15 games and two playoff games is not some fluky outfielder who irons his own shirt while wearing it. Terrible analogy, Phil. Now, I can't speak for Case Keenum's ironing habits. I don't think he's ever singed his abdominal muscles ironing his shirt while he wears it. I believe you're accurate, yes. Or met up with uh, fans he meets on the internet at coffee shops. Lou Ford was an odd guy. But consider this. Put yourself back in 2004, where Lou Ford was one of the Twins' best hitters. He batted in a decisive Game 4 against the Yankees in the ALDS. He batted in the middle of the order. Uh-huh. He had a two-run double to put the Twins up 5-1 to one off of all-star Javier Vazquez. So if we're comparing one pop-up regular season and then a big moment in the postseason, what would you do with this guy? Most people would have bet money that Lou Ford was going to be a mainstay on that Twins team from 2005, 6, 7, and beyond. Instead, he went from a 299 hitter to a 260 hitter to a 230 hitter to out of the league.
1: Well, and and you didn't uh come to a situation where the very next year you had to make a decision, do we want to pay this guy 20 million dollars a season? If you would have, obviously, you would have been wrong on Lou Ford. But in Minnesota, but in Minnesota, we love Lou Ford. So we would have said, "Well, why don't ooh. you? Why don't you pay him? We like him. The ironing is cute. It's funny." Yeah. By the way, the ooh
0: sound you would hear at US Bank Stadium next year uh, is not going to be Lou or Plou for Cubs. It'll be booing from the bad interceptions. Thrown by Case Keenum. I hate to bring that much reality to this conversation. We're nervous,
1: Phil, okay? We're very nervous about this. What if we can't retain any defensive players at all? What if there's no one playing defense on opening night against the Eagles (laughs) because we all had to give them all up?
0: It's two training camp trash cans and some some jerseys. And Chad
1: Greenway comes back, (laughs) and that's it.
0: We'll see you guys tomorrow.
3: This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you.